Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tech Talk. My name is Nick Ellis. I am the PC Computer Guy here in Indianapolis, 317-883-7224. That's 883-PCCG, or on the web, www.pccomputerguy.com. So in this edition, we're going to talk about the general parts that are inside of the computer. I know it's kind of an enigma to a lot of people um, as to what is inside of the computer. It's just this magic box that puts things on your screen and sends things out to the Internet. But uh, some people are curious as to what's inside of the computer, but afraid to open it up themselves and take a look at it. So we're going to talk about the basic parts that are inside of the computer and um, break it down for you a little bit here. So this is kind of like basic computer components 101. So uh, the main parts that you have inside of the computer are itemized as your motherboard, your CPU, RAM, the graphics card, and the power supply. These are the basic requirements that are required in order to operate your computer. And we'll talk about what each component is in just a second, but I wanted to start off with that list right there. Um, going on, those, beyond the minimal things, we can add other things to the computer. The most common additional components to the computer are your hard drive, your sound card, your ROM, meaning your CD, DVD, Blu-ray ROM, a Wi-Fi card, or a wired network card, and the operating system itself. Obviously, that's not hardware, but uh, it kind of ties everything together, so we'll mention that as well. So each of the components themselves we can break down and talk about a little bit more. Let's start off with the motherboard. The motherboard is the main thing that ties all of the hardware components in the computer together. So the RAM, the hard drive, the graphics cards, the network cards, and all of that stuff attach to the motherboard. So the motherboard is like the, the nexus that connects everything together. If you open up a computer, the motherboard is going to be the big giant thing at the bottom of the system. Um, so that's, that's what that is. All of these parts, by the way, are replaceable, but a couple of them are not really cost-effective to replace, and the motherboard is one of them. Most of the time, it costs more to replace the motherboard than to just go out and get another computer. But it is there, and you can replace it if you want to. So the motherboard is the main thing. This is also, by the way, sometimes called the main board for the politically correct people, but I'm kind of old school, and I still call it the motherboard. The other probably most well-known component inside of the computer is the CPU, or the central processing unit. This is what does all of the math the thinking inside of the computer. Um, Intel is the most common uh, company known for making CPUs, but there's also AMD, which is very well known, and a whole bunch of other ones, such as Motorola, NVIDIA, IBM, etc., that make CPUs specifically for mobile components, or most of the time for mobile components when you're dealing with uh, commercial tech, not commercial technology. Um, so uh, the CPU is what does the brain, the, the processing power inside of the computer. It's not probably the single most important thing in terms of the speed of the computer, contrary to popular belief, because most of the time your CPU is um, just twiddling its thumbs. It has nothing to do. It's just kind of sitting there. Um, however, interestingly, many computers or most computers these days come with multiple CPUs or what we call cores inside of them. So you might have a Core 2 Duo or a Quad Core. Um, many of the i5s and i7s have quad cores, and some of them have even as many as eight cores, which is basically eight CPUs inside of the computer that all share the work to uh, get the processing done faster. So the thinking inside of the computer is done by the CPU. The next component we're going to be talking about is the RAM. This is perhaps most responsible for the speed in your computer, not the CPU. The RAM in your computer is like a temporary workspace. Think of it as kind of like your short-term memory. Um, 
what we use the RAM for is to load things into that we're using, and while we're using them, the RAM is significantly faster than the hard drive in terms of reading and writing information. In fact, in some situations, it's as much as 100,000 times faster than the hard drive. So instead of reading everything off the hard drive when we want to use it, we load it into the RAM, and then the RAM does the work, and then once we're done with it, we return it back to the hard drive. So the RAM is like your short-term memory. Um, when you load a program such as Microsoft Word and you see your hard drive spinning for 10, 15 seconds or 5 seconds or however fast your computer is, um, and then it stops and you have Word open, what that's done is it read it from the hard drive and it puts it in the RAM so that it can operate in the RAM. What happens is when your computer doesn't have enough RAM, it has to start using the hard drive as what it calls virtual memory so that your computer doesn't crash. And that, obviously, like I just said, is up to 100,000 times slower, which gives you a significant speed decrease in your computer. That's why it's important to have enough memory in your computer. Uh, incidentally, probably a sweet spot for the average user is about 4 gig. Um, if you have 16 or 20 gig and you're just doing Word documents, you're not going to see any speed increases. So for the average user, 4 gig is good. The next important component in the computer is the graphics card. Without the graphics card, you couldn't see anything on your screens. Um, so the graphics card is what sends all the information to your screen. What's interesting is graphics cards themselves have become quite powerful. In fact, sometimes graphics cards can cost as much as the entire computer itself for people that do gaming. This is because all the processing for the game, or most of the processing for the game, is sent off to the graphics card in order to render and process. So graphics cards have their own processors in them called GPU, or graphical processing units. They also have their own memory and many other aspects. So in a sense, powerful graphics cards today are basically computers in and among themselves. However, for the average computer, graphics cards can do some of the graphics, but uh, aren't as powerful as those that I'm talking about. But all computers need to have a graphics card if you're going to see the information that's on the screen. So the core components, motherboard, CPU, graphics card, RAM, and power supply are what are required to get your computer to turn on. But it's not going to do much more than that, at least not without the other components. What are the other components that we need? Well, most importantly, power, uh, most importantly the hard drive. Uh, without the hard drive, you can't store anything inside of your computer. Believe it or not, the hard drive is not this, the whole box. It's one of the most commonly mis misused terms is uh, customers will tell me that their hard drive um, isn't coming on. Well, what they mean is that the tower isn't coming on. Um, the hard drive itself is actually a component, a single device inside of the computer. Um, the hard drive is used to store all of the information inside of your computer permanently or long-term storage. So the RAM, remember that was also a kind of storage, but it's used for quick access. The hard drive itself stores it permanently, so when the computer turns off, the RAM forgets all information that's inside of the computer. However, the hard drive remembers it permanently or semi-permanently. Um, the information is written to the hard drive. Most of the time, most people have magnetic traditional hard drives, so it's kind of like a fancy tape, so to speak. Um, newer hard drives are called solid-state drives, which are wicked fast. In fact, they're about 10 times faster than a traditional hard drive, which can deliver a lot more speed to your computer because much of the time, you're actually just waiting for your hard drive. The processor and the memory in most computers are uh, sufficient enough that they really aren't doing a lot of work most of the time and most of the time you're just waiting for the hard drive to load everything so these solid state drives uh, can provide a significant increase in the speed of the computer 
So anyways, the hard drive does the long-term storage. When you save things to your My Documents or your My Pictures or if you load a program on your computer or Windows itself, all of these things are stored on your hard drive. When your hard drive crashes, that's when you lose all of the information. Pretty much all the other components that we're talking about are replaceable. Parts are just parts, right? Your information, however, isn't replaceable. This is why we stress the importance of backing up. It's really not a question of if your hard drive crashes, it's a question of when your hard drive crashes. So um, it's very important to back up the information because this component, just like all the other components in the computer, can and probably will go bad at some point. So um, anyways, that's the hard drive itself. That stores all the information inside of the computer, kind of like your long-term memory. Another component is the sound card. The sound card is pretty straightforward. The sound card is what you connect your speakers to. That's how you hear the things inside of your computer. Pretty much all sound cards, or I would say 95% of sound cards these days, are built onto the motherboards. Um, so the motherboard itself has many aspects that are built into it. The sound card is one of them. It's not really much more to the sound card. The sound card is a sound card. Also, we have your DVD, Blu-ray, and CD-ROMs. Um, these guys are used to obviously send and receive information in and out of the computer via disks. Believe it or not, CDs are becoming obsolete. It's kind of like floppy drives have all but disappeared. CD-ROMs are becoming less and less um, useful because we can download everything through the internet these days or we use flash drives to transfer the information. So pretty soon, um, probably in the next couple years or so, you'll see CD-ROMs disappearing more and more. In fact, these days you can buy computers without CD-ROMs in them anymore. The next, probably one of the most significant components in the computer is your networking card. Your networking or your Wi-Fi card, six one half dozen the other, um, is what gets the information into and out of your computer. So you wouldn't be able to listen to this podcast right now if it wasn't for your networking card. Um, networking cards have advanced quite a bit and uh, can support many, many different things, including lots of different speeds. Many network cards today are gigabit meaning a 1,000 megabit per second, which is significantly more than your internet provider will provide you with. But when you're watching Netflix or sending and receiving an email or Facebooking or whatever, that is all thanks to the networking card. And so that's often built into the motherboard just like the sound card is these days. So networking card, very important, very useful thing. And lastly, but not least, to tie everything together, we have all of those components, but you have the operating system, which is kind of like the uh, conductor of the orchestra. It tells who... Uh, what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to do it and kind of acts like a traffic cop to say cd-rom send the information to the hard drive hard drive read this file to the ram and then send it to the sound card that's what your operating system does and by operating system i mean things like windows xp windows vista windows 7 um, linux mac os these are all versions of operating systems even your smartphone has an operating system uh, ios or android being the most common of those so the operating system is the software orchestra of all of the hardware components inside of the computer. So that's pretty much all the stuff inside of your computer. Hopefully it wasn't that bad. Um, should be pretty straightforward and, and uh, give you a good idea of what's in there. Um, so to cover, we have the motherboard, which is the uh, main thing that ties everything together. The CPU, which does the thinking. The RAM, that is like your short-term, very fast memory. Your graphics card sends things to the monitor so that you can see them and also does processing if you're doing video games. Your power supply, obviously required to give you power so that uh, the system can do things. Your hard drive, long-term storage of the information that's inside of your computer. Your sound card so that you can hear things. DVD, Blu-ray, and uh, CD-ROMs to send information off of disks. Your Wi-Fi card, pretty much anything that you do on your internet or your networking is done by the Wi-Fi card and your operating system that ties everything together. 
It's really not all that bad once you understand that there's these basic components. Now there could be more components inside of the computer, but these are the common ones that uh, you see in just about, or actually every computer has. So hopefully this gives you an idea of what's inside of this black box and uh, it doesn't seem so cryptic or scary anymore. And um, you know, kind of, kind of just gives you. A, I'm a firm believer that when you're driving a car, whether you're a mechanic or not, you should at least know the basics. You have a battery, you have an engine, you have a transmission, and the, the general ideas of how they work. Because if something goes wrong, it gives you an idea of simple things that you can look at to possibly fix the problem yourself. Um, that's not saying that you need to go in and uh, you know tear off the uh, heads and change the gasket on it and all of that stuff. That's just saying you know basic components. Uh, if you're if you turn it and you don't hear the clicking sound, then your battery's probably dead. Same thing by having a, a vague understanding of the components inside of the computer. My name is Nick Ellis. I am the PC Computer Guy. Thank you for listening to this edition of Tech Talk. We have many more episodes, um, articles, podcasts, videos, and even this one in written form on our website, www.pccomputerguy.com, which is useful just to kind of visualize the things that we're talking about instead of just hearing it. Until next time, thank you for listening, and happy computing. <laughs>